Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource for Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson, and today we're talking about missional preaching. How do we preach toward good evangelistic engagement? If, as many younger evangelicals of the gospel-centered persuasion believe, we aren't to turn our Sunday service into a seeker-targeted evangelistic event, in what sense might the sermon time fuel the missional impulse in our churches to reach and serve the law? Well, here are some practical ways to serve the end of energizing or inspiring a congregation towards mission. The first is this, put your text, your preaching text, in the context of God's mission. There is a mega-narrative to the Bible, a grand story of God's redeeming purposes and spiritual mission in the earth, and many times we miss this in our preaching and teaching. So helping your hearers make the connection between the narrative you're preaching and the big story of God's mission can help them begin to see their own story in the context of the big story of God's mission. Making regular, explicit application of biblical texts to their missional context or missional implications helps influence hearers over time to see and think in missional ways. Secondly, make application mission-oriented. Rather than turning the application time in your preaching, in your sermon, into only or even mostly individualistic steps to address personal felt needs, Make the practical admonitions others directed. Guide people towards neighbor love. Help people see that applying the scriptures to their everyday life is not mostly about living their best life now, but about loving and serving others, especially those they encounter at work, at school, and neighborhood third places. Thirdly, confront idols. One of the most important things a local church can do is exegete its immediate community and then the wider culture of its city in order to identify what idols dominate there. Then your preaching can address those idols head-on. For one thing, the people of your church will need this, as these idols will be the greatest temptations away from full-hearted worship of God. But explicating how the gospel subverts and conquers specific idolatries in your context can, on the one hand, help lost people present in the room see the beauty and lordship of the one true God, but also help Christians in the room repent of their propensities towards syncretism, but also train the Christians in the room to identify and address the idolatry they see around them while on the mission of their everyday lives. All right, let's take a moment for a coffee break and hear from our friends at Midwestern Seminary. Midwestern Seminary's 81-hour Master of Divinity degree prepares you for ministry today and tomorrow. Midwestern Seminary's flagship degree program is our primary track for ministry preparation. Requiring only 81 credit hours, the MDiv program is an efficient option for students, equipping them to serve the church in pastoral ministry. Residential students will be trained in a unique community environment passionately focused on the local church. Online students can earn the full degree without leaving their current ministry context. Come be a part of one of the fastest growing seminaries in North America as we develop a new culture of discipleship devoted to the local church and committed to taking God's unchanging word into a rapidly changing world. Visit mbts.edu slash mdiv today. Okay, we're back. I've been talking about missional preaching, and I've suggested putting the text in the context of God's mission, making application mission-oriented, and confronting idols. Similar to that last point, I want to suggest fourthly, 
Anticipate the right evangelistic challenges and apologetic questions. Just as missional preaching can confront the idols of the church's mission field, it can also anticipate the spiritual, theological, ethical, biblical, or personal questions lost people may bring into the gathering with them. At the risk of redundancy, this doesn't mean the Sunday sermon should be primarily aimed at the lost, but it does mean the sermon should be appropriately seeker-sensitive, meaning it should be mindful of lost people in the room, including people who think they're Christians, and think ahead of time about addressing objections, questions, and obstacles they may have between them and gospel understanding. Pastors Tim Keller and Annie Stanley are two figures who anticipate these questions well. I personally think Keller executes this practice in a much better way, but both should be admired for having the presence of preaching mind to not take the understanding of theological truths among their audience for granted, even though Stanley's audience in particular is in a historically Christian culture. Trevin Wax writes, These two pastors come from different contexts, Atlanta versus New York, and different theological streams, Baptistic, non-denominational, versus confessional Presbyterian. What's more, they approach ministry from different starting points, then employ different methods to achieve their purposes. Despite all these differences, there is one thing Stanley and Keller agree on. Preachers ought to be mindful of the unbelievers in their congregation. Stanley and Keller may be worlds apart in terms of their theological vision for ministry, but they both maintain that a preacher should consider the unsaved, unchurched people in attendance. This doesn't mean we can't find differences even in this area. For example, Stanley uses the terminology of churched and unchurched, which makes sense in the South, whereas Keller's context leads him to terms like believers and non-believers. Likewise, Stanley and Keller engage in similar practices from different vantage points. Stanley's purpose for the weekend service is to create an atmosphere unchurched people love to attend. Keller believes evangelism and edification go together because believers and unbelievers alike need the gospel. Keller writes, Don't just preach to your congregation for spiritual growth, assuming that everyone in attendance is a Christian. And don't just preach the gospel evangelistically, thinking that Christians cannot grow from it. Evangelize as you edify, and edify as you evangelize. Whether you're closer to Stanley's paradigm for ministry or Keller's, Trevin Wax writes, you can benefit from their example of how to engage the lost people listening to you preach. End quote. Anticipating the right questions, like confronting idols, also helps train your believing audience over time to know how to answer these questions they are encountering on a daily basis in their homes, workplaces, schools, and even online. You're equipping them for mission on the primary front, even as you engage the congregational front during your preaching. Fifthly, and finally, give the motivation of grace. The gospel is the power of salvation, and this necessarily means that the gospel is the power for missional engagement. The quickest way to shut down your church's missional response to the gospel is to leverage guilt in motivating them to reach their lost friends, turning it into a competition, shaming people who fall short, playing on their fears or insecurities, and the like, all do wonders at demotivating people to share the gospel. Remember that the good news will empower its own implications. So remind your church that they have all the wind of the Holy Spirit at their backs, that God has always been roaming the earth, seeking whom he may revive, that the kingdom is not contingent upon them, but upon him, and that they are not responsible for evangelistic success, but evangelistic faithfulness. The motivation of grace better triggers a church's impulse for gospel mission. 
Of course, not every sermon can encompass all of these elements, and probably more than a few individual sermons might not do any of these. But if you want to change the movement of your church, you have to change the message. Therefore, a regular practice of preaching from the gospel-centered paradigm with a missional mindset can help shape a church more toward being on mission. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Make sure to visit For the Church online at ftc.co. That's ftc.co. And as always, if you like the podcast, share it with your friends, review us on iTunes. Every little bit helps. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson, Managing Editor of For the Church, found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.